بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, remember death excessively, it prevents sinning and causes disinclination towards the world. In another hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, if you knew what you will experience after death, you would never eat food or drink water with pleasure. One sahabi radiallahu anhu was advised by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Remember death excessively, this will remove your inclination from other things. In another hadith it is stated, remember death excessively, whoever remembers death excessively, his heart becomes alive and death becomes easy for him. Remember death excessively, whoever remembers death excessively, his heart becomes alive and death becomes easy for him. One Sahabi radiallahu anhu told Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I dislike death. What is the cure? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, Do you have any wealth? He replied, Yes. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, Spend your wealth. Meaning in the path of Allah ta'ala, a person's heart is attached to his wealth. A person who spends his wealth wishes to accompany it towards the hereafter. And a person who withholds his wealth wishes to stay with it in this world. In one hadith it is stated that when two-thirds of the night passed, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa used to say, O people, remember Allah. Remember Allah. Very soon the time of the tremor of Qiyamah and thereafter the blowing of the trumpet will occur. Every person's death together with all its difficulties is approaching. It was the practice of Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz that daily at night he would call a gathering of those ulama who used to remember death, qiyamat and the akhirat due to which he would cry as if a janaza was placed in front of him. Ibrahim Taymi says two things caused the termination of all worldly pleasures in me. Firstly, death and secondly, the concern for standing in front of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. This is the thing that we have to meditate on. Time to time, to imagine as if we are already there and we are being questioned about our life. We have to give an account of our deeds. So to actually picture the scene, we can't picture the reality obviously, but some scene in our mind of now having to stand on the plains of Qiyamah and give an account of our deeds. Hazrat Kaab radiallahu says, for the person who recognizes death, all worldly difficulties become easy. Ash'ath rahmatullah says, whenever we used to go to Hassan Basri rahmatullah then Jahannam and the hereafter were mentioned. One woman complained to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha about the hardness of her heart. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha said, remember death excessively your heart will become soft. The woman did as she was told and thereafter she returned to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha and thanked her very much. This is a poem, an Arabic poem also regarding the remembrance of death. There are many thought-provoking aspects in here. 
Inshallah, we will read part of this today. Port starts off by saying, "The yata umruka ya magruru fi ghafali, qum li talafi fa anta al-yom fi mahali." Oh, you deceived one! You have wasted your life in negligence. Stand up, make amends, for today you have been given respite. This life that is a respite. But how long this respite stays, nobody knows. This is something which a person should never take for granted. That I have, still today I have lived, so I will live for tomorrow also. This is something to always be preparing for death. So how is this uh, making amends going to take place? So this is the first step of making amends. Say, shed tears for the time you have lost. And by repenting, be ashamed over your past life. This is the first step of making amends. Sincere tawbah. Turning in repentance to Allah Ta'ala, shedding tears of regret and remorse for whatever was done. This is the first step towards getting back on track and making amends for the past. Then, بَادِرْ إِلَىٰ صَالِحِ الْأَعْمَالِ مُجْتَهِدًا فَالنَّجْحُ فِي الْجُهْدِ وَالْحِرْمَانُ فِي الْكَسَلِ Then says, advance towards good deeds by striving. So there will be some striving, there will be some mujahada. Person who tries to attain anything in dunya also, the small little things of dunya are not attainable without some striving, without some mujahada. So now, we have to attain the akhirat. So he says, advance towards good deeds by striving. Because in striving there is success, and in laziness, there is deprivation. In laziness, a person deprives himself of many things. One of the musnoon du'as, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, which he used to make as a lesson for the ummah. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal-kasal. Ya Allah, I seek your protection from ajz. Ajz to be totally helpless, not being able to do anything. One is a person becomes incapacitated in some way, now even if he wants to try and do it too, he's either so ill or whatever the case is, he cannot do it. So Nabi Islam is seeking protection of Allah from that. But then the second thing, that Ya Allah, protect me, grant me your protection from kasl, from laziness. What a lesson we are being given. That this is something to seek protection from. That laziness becomes a means of great deprivation. Sometimes a person has every opportunity to attain a lot. But laziness becomes such a barrier that when everything is ready to take, person doesn't take it. For example, after Salah, Nabi Wasallam gave the virtue of reciting the three tasbihat. So now after the sunnats and those Salah where, where there is no sunnats thereafter, then immediately after the Salah like the Fajr and Asr, so 33 times, subhanallah, 33 times, alhamdulillah, and 34 times, Allahu Akbar. Or the least is, after the other salahs also, the least 10 times each. So after the sunnats, 10 times each. The virtue of this, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when the Sahaba came, it's a lengthy hadith, just the crux we're getting to, says that all the wealth that somebody can spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala, you do this amal, you'll be gaining greater reward. This was when the poor sahaba came to say, we don't have wealth to spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala. 
How do we get the reward of those who are spending in the path of Allah Ta'ala? Nabi Salaam gave them this tasbihat. Now how long it takes? But laziness makes a person just omit that. And how much he loses out? Like that, there are so many things. A person is sitting in the masjid already. It is time, still some time, few minutes, three minutes, five minutes for salah to start. Now he's sitting and waiting. And how is he waiting? He's looking at the watch and he's following the second's needle. And he's seeing now one minute's gone. So three more minutes left. Now two more minutes left. Now how has that helped him? That three minutes went away, four minutes went away without any benefit to him. It got wasted. Forever. Which will never come. Now in that time, he just recited some tasbih. Recited subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. With each of these kalimat, he's planted one tree each in Jannat for himself. But laziness becomes such a barrier. So this is one, one level of laziness. Then that laziness creeps beyond that. Then his faraiz get affected. Now he's so lazy for the salah that he doesn't go for his salah with jama'ah. Then he gets lazy, he doesn't even make the salah. He makes it qaza. Now this laziness just starts becoming a mountain and a person becomes deprived of even then the fundamentals of deen. So this is something Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us to make this dua. This was the dua that he taught in Bukhari Sharif is riwayat. Ya Allah save me from being helpless. Save me from this laziness. This is something to make part of our duas. Therefore the poet says, Badir ila salihil a'mani mujtahidan fannajhu fil juhdi wal hirmanu fil kasali that advance towards good deeds by striving. Because in striving there is success and in laziness there is deprivation. Kun la mahalata fi dunya ka mughtaribin ala rahilin dana o abiris subuli. He says, live in this world as if you are a traveler on a journey. Or rather, like a wayfarer. Person on the move. He doesn't have time to pay too much attention to too many other things. He is content with his needs. He is content with his necessities. And just to make the journey comfortable, whatever that might be necessary, that's fine. So he is not too much involved in trying to amass everything for that journey. He is worried about his destination. He wants to get home. So likewise, dunya is just a passing phase. We are all travelers in this world. Darul khuludi maqaman daru akhiratin inna al-iqamata fi dunya ila ajali says that the everlasting residence is only the akhirat. Living in this world is only up to an appointed time. And when that appointed time comes, idha jaa ajaluhum when that appointed time comes, nothing can delay it. Person on that moment will be gone. Whoever has come into this world has to journey one day towards his abode. Immediately after one another. One person has gone, then the next person is on his way, then the third person is on his way. Every other day we hear of somebody. One day, it will be us. Hazrat Umar he used to say this, that today so-and-so's name was called out that he has passed. And today this person's name was mentioned that he has passed. That day will come when it will be said Umar has gone. They used to remember this. This is for us to also remember and to tell ourselves this, to remind ourselves. 
One day our names will be on that board. One day our names will be going on those messages. So and so is gone. Before that time, we have to prepare for it. Therefore, he says further, have you ever taken heed as how many have arrived and departed from here? And whoever has arrived has come to depart. Every time somebody is going, do we take heed that tomorrow I will be carried in that way? Tomorrow I am going to be lowered in that grave. So everybody who has come is going to meet that goal one day. Everybody is going to go in that same grave. Is that, that He says when that irresistible calamity that is death will occur, then richness and wealth, attendants and servants will not help will not help you. At that time when that last moment will come, at that time the doctors and the friends they all will now just desert you. And they will all give up all the, whatever they were trying, they will give everything up. And say, no use trying anything further now. Now leave him. And then what they will do, they will then remove all the fine clothing from your body. And they will wrap you in the cloths of kafan. And then they will leave you alone in the depth of the earth. And they will conceal you from all that can see you. Some will say he was a good father. Others will say he was a good friend. Some will say, be Allah forgive him. They'll make some dua for him. Others will say, well, mashallah, he lived a very good life in this world. But, فَبَعْدَ ذَٰلِكَ لَا يَدْرُونَ مَا فَقَدُوا وَهَمُّهُمْ فِي اِقْتِسَامِ الْإِرْثِ بِالْجَدَلِ After all this little bit, one day, two days, they will say these few things, but then they won't even know who departed. They'll forget him. إِلَّا mashallah, that person who left the legacy of deen in his offspring and left the legacy of deen in his family, and they will still perhaps remember him and recite something, make dua makhfiras for him, send some sawab for him. Otherwise, for that day or two, they will say some things, make some comments, and then they won't even know who departed. All their attention will be directed in fighting for the distribution of the estate. Then this will start. And everybody will forget who, got, who came and who went. Then they will argue and file lawsuits against one another. And thereafter some will emerge as winners and others as losers. Then they will get so busy in their lives, they will not remember you in solitude or in public. So therefore, he says, fine, further, يَا أَيُّهَا الْغِرِّ لَا تَغْرُرْكَ صُحْبَتُهُمْ خَيْرُ الْمُصَاحِبِ عِنْدِي صَالِحُ الْعَمَلِ Oh deceived one, do not be deceived by dunya and the people of dunya. The best of companions is good deeds. فِيمَا التَّغَافُلُ وَالْأَيَّامُ دَائِرَةٌ فِيمَا التَّكَاسُلُ وَالْأَحْوَالُ فِي حِوَلِي Why then this negligence? 
when the days are just passing by. And every day that is gone is never going to come back. That's one day less in a person's life. People celebrate birthdays. I'm now 20 years old. I'm now 40 years old. It means 20 years have gone. And I don't know, perhaps there's one day left of my life. If a person came in this world with 20 years and one day, so now he's got one day left. Supposing he really knew that reality, would he be celebrating today? Or he would have been crying that I don't know what now, what I've done in my past life, how am I going to make up for this? So this is something that a person who is looking ahead towards the akhirat, then he is not counting what went past. He is now concerned that I don't know what's left. I don't know how little time is left. And I need to make the best of my life in the terms of making my akhirat before these last moments are gone. Inshallah, we'll continue with this tomorrow. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of always remembering death and preparing for death. One is remembering death. That remembrance of death is meant to move us towards preparation of death. Otherwise a person remembers but doesn't prepare, then that remembrance hasn't really served its purpose. Remembrance must move us towards preparing. What is the preparation? The preparation is to start off with, get all our, as we say, accounts in order. One is the accounts of hukukullah, our salah. If there's any salah outstanding, we start off with the qaza immediately. That's the priority. If there's any fast outstanding after the month of Ramadan, that's the priority that those outstanding fasts are made. If there's outstanding zakat that a person hasn't discharged, that's the priority. And if a person hajj is farz on him, then he starts making the effort to go for hajj. So these are the first priorities. This is now preparing for death. He's settling up all this. And together with that, any other obligations of deen, making tawbah from all the sins, and together with all this, the accounts of hukukul ibad, the rights of the servants of Allah Ta'ala. That this too is something which is extremely important. Otherwise on the day of Qiyamah, a person will go with a lot of ibadat, but he has shirked in the rights of people, all his ibadat will be taken and given away to others. It's important something of this nature, that a person who has one dirham, one dirham is like a few rands, one dirham he has usurped or taken wrongfully of somebody, he will have to compensate for it on the day of Qiyabat with 700 accepted salah. So this is something we can never afford, that we lose all our good deeds on the day of Qiyamah, because then there's no chance of making any amends then. Therefore, this is the preparation for death, that our whatever is outstanding in terms of hukukullah and hukukul ibad, we start making every effort to clear all this, so that on the day of Qiyamah, we don't lose our good deeds. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك